Care. Uh, shout out to SoundCloud. Um, and, you know, you're watching this on their platform, Twitch. And I'm grateful to be here today as your moderator. I got a chance to chat with you guys last week when I interviewed Saweetie and Dr. Vaughn Gay. And I'm extremely excited about today because I have a lot of love for LVRN and Young Raj and everybody over at the crew, um, at the label rather, because I'm from Atlanta. And to see what they've been able to do um, for the culture over the last eight years is really refreshing. And now what they're doing around emotional health and wellness. So this will be a good talk today. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month. We're coming to a close this week, but we saved the best for last. So I want to introduce um, this young man who is um, not new to the scene, has been actually putting in the work for the last few years in the, in the Virginia area, and now is an artist through LVRN and Interscope. Let's welcome Young Raj to the panel. Thank you Proud so noise. much. What up, what up, what up, clapping. Thank and then we also much. have the uh, chief operating officer of LVRN, uh, Junior, and I don't want to mess up your last name, um, Abadu? Abadu. 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 Yep. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, I just want to commend you guys again on everything that you're doing over at LVRN. But I'm going to start the first question off uh, with Young Raj. This pandemic has been stressful for so many people, as you guys know. Uh, how are you doing and how are you maintaining productivity right now? Um, well, it has been very stressful and like to main, maintain productivity. Like I make sure like I'm on top of my goals and like I'm trying to learn piano to learn guitar and trying to learn like to like find a knack for like wanting to be a better person in yeah. this pandemic because that's what's like basically being drawn out of me for the first one to be my best me to go out and mm -hmm. to the um yeah to go out when when quarantine is up and stuff so just make sure you stay on top of it no you know? now, now i read so, that your parents gave you instruments when you were younger right and yeah. that's kind of how you started getting into music so are you um, doing a continuation of some of those same instruments or have you added some new ones in? Um, yeah, it's basically a continuation of those same instruments because I really like play by ear yeah. for the longest time. And like I found a knack in like being able to make hit music with like the like a little bit that I didn't know. So now I'm just taking the time to like really get that formal teaching and stuff. Yeah. And um, it's going to be better for me when in the future, like I look, I look at stuff like years in the head, you know, so I make sure I do what I got to do now to be the best. I love it. And Junior, what about you? You know, you guys have this incredible office space in the Atlanta area. You all work closely together. What has it been like um, as a music executive, you know, to deal with this pandemic? And how have you and your team been able to maintain productivity? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really helped to create structure and try to, you know, maintain a sense of normalcy, honestly. So mm -hmm. that's coming to the office, which I'm at now. And, okay. um, you know, doing things like dressing up for the day and, um, you know, just, just really approaching it like a regular nine to five job. You know, I think it's easy to get, you know, it's easy to kind of get, get caught up in the zone of working from the couch and, and that's cool and that's comfortable, but it helps me a lot to really kind of structure my days the way that they, I, I would be, you know, typically used to. And it helps yeah. me to stay in that zone of productivity. I love that. Um, we do work, um, Silence of Shame works closely with the American Psychiatric Association Foundation. And the first thing that they mentioned was trying to keep a regular schedule and how that really helps from an emotional health and wellness perspective, how it helps with self-care, just being able to get up. I know for one, like 
and you probably do the same. You have a gazillion Zoom calls a day, and I'm constantly doing my upper wardrobe change, you know, giving my best fashion styles. I can't really rock my sneakers like I like to because y'all can't see that, but I'm trying to give y'all my best sweatshirts and hair uh, styles and all of that, and it just makes me feel, you know, a lot better. So you're definitely doing the right thing. That's dope. All right, the next question I want to ask you, Junior, is uh, you guys at LVRN recently launched an entire division focused on uh, psychological wellness for your staff and for your artists. Tell me why you guys decided to do that, and kudos on the article in Fast Company. That was a really dope article. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, honestly, we're just trying to take the first step. We realized, we noticed the, the need within um, not just our artists, but our team, you know, mm -hmm. as a whole. You know, uh, the concept of mental health being uh, an issue in the music industry is not new at all. Yeah. We all know that, you know, since the beginning of, of, of this shit, honestly. And so we were just trying to figure out how we could best serve um, the people that are on our team individually. And by trying to do that, it just made us realize that maybe we should try to, you know, it. By trying to attack the individual, we realized that we should really be trying to attack the whole and mm. provide services to our entire company. And so really we just try to, we try to, we set out to create a process or a structure where we could pretty much remove the financial burden from people and our team, our artists having to seek out, uh, you know, help, mental health. And not only just the financial burden, but also the stigmas and, and trying to just make it more of a normal thing. And we don't necessarily have all the answers, but we just decided we can take the steps to try. No, I think that's amazing. You know, I obviously am older, much older than both of you guys. I'm what they call an OG in the game. I got my first start. Uh, I was just telling young Raj, um, Malia, who works for you guys, her mom gave me my first shot when I was in college. So I was her intern when she was pregnant with Malia. Um, and I say all that to say I've seen a lot happen in the business. You know, it's a very, um, you know, high stress industry. And when I was, you know, really growing in the game and going up the, you know, the ranks, uh, I started dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety. I didn't really know how to identify it. I didn't know what to call it. I remember being at Arista Records in um, 2001 and things just got really tough for me in that environment. And I said the words, maybe I should just kill myself. And it really scared me, Junior. And, you know, I didn't know anything about going to HR and talking about it. And, you know, back then, well, you were probably younger, but in the 90s, you've seen, you know, you've talked to people, your mentors, like it was definitely, definitely like a hashtag team, no sleep and self-care wasn't a part of the conversation. It was how many planes can you get on? You know, how many artists can you work? How many hours a day can you work? That's kind of how we glorified it. And so from an emotional health and wellness perspective, me and a lot of my peers didn't really have an outlet. So for what you guys are doing and really kind of like, you know, setting the pace and the stage, you know, for labels, you know, it's really incredible. And again, I just salute you guys. What was the reaction from some of your artists as well as your team members, your executives? Because, you know, we've seen, you know, some of the articles where Summer Walker was very open about, you know, her anxieties and what she was experiencing. So was it well received within the company and with the artists? Yeah, it's been really well received so far. I think I think artists appreciate knowing that as a label or as a management team, you truly care about them as a person and it's mm -hmm. not just about the business. Yeah. So that's something that we definitely saw. Um, 
I'm also curious to, to, to know what Raj thinks about it, but, you know, but the, the reaction that we've seen has been really great so far. And I think it's, it's also the fact that we let them know that we're taking the steps to utilize the service mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to make it more of a normal thing and, and something that isn't so stigmatized. You know? That's right, which is a big part of what Silence and Shame has been doing for the last five years, trying to normalize this conversation. Uh, Young Raj, what, what do you think? What were your thoughts when you first heard that they were devoting uh, you know, an entire division around wellness? Well, I think that um, that is fire because it's so fact, you know, once you hop into this life, there's nobody to tell you how to like really live it and like how to really hone in on how you, you specifically got to do it. So the fact that I'm able to like every day do me and then I can lose myself, but know that I can talk to somebody in the same way that will bring me right back. That's just fire in the aspect of being able to like have somebody that got your back that is also grown and is also like, able to like gear you in the right direction like that's i feel like that's fire absolutely yeah with, with us it's so important you know in, in mental health advocacy we talk a lot about having trusted relationships and you don't always necessarily think about that relationship between the record company and the artist you would hope that that's it but you know we've heard you know in the past, how sometimes they're strained relationships, you know, with the artists and the labels and, and just to see that there are those trusted people within the organization and there is this dedicated division even outside of HR, you know, that you can go to, that, that's dope. So I hope that all of the artists at LVRN, you know, will utilize the services um, and then make sure that they make self-care a priority in their life. I have another question for you, Raj. Um, you know, uh, in society, we often talk about work-life balance, right? If there is such a thing, um, what is, well, first of all, do you believe in the concept of work-life balance and what does self-care look like for you on a regular basis? I do believe in work health, um, work home, what is it, work? Work-life balance. Work-life balance. Like, you know, balance. working, but then making sure you give enough time for your regular life as well. Well, all right, work-life balance, you gotta have it. So like, you know, if your life is sitting back and um like coming in and finding yourself and then you gotta go to work at the same time, like you gotta have you gotta do one another, but you gotta have your work and your real life because your life is like what you like this it stems from like what you wanna work. Like all right. They go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But I'd rather work more than live my life more because I know that once you like live your life too much, you get away from the work and you always gotta be working in order for you to like get to the next level. And um But like what do you like to do? Like how do you kind of relax? Like what do you do even or is music and work relaxing for you? Like are there any like do you like to ride your bike? Do you ever work out? Um what what is kind of like self care? Like what does Raj like to do that maybe takes you back to your childhood that you really enjoy? Just you know, I know I, I can't forget where I came from. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like think about where I'm going and where I'm at. And like, I don't do too much like self-care stuff, except for like mentalism. Mm -hmm. Just trying to like get my mind where it needs to be in order for me to make the right decisions. Yep. Um, it's a lot that... My bad, go ahead. No. I was going to say, say, me and Rob live in the same neighborhood. And oh, Rob right. Yeah, yeah, and Raj is the only man you'll see, like, roller skating through the neighborhood, randomly throughout the day, you know what I mean, so. 
So that and yeah. that's dope. That's actually a form of self-care, whether you realize it or not. Um, and I, I'm just gonna read a little tip. So silence of shame, we put together um these myths about self-care. And if it's okay, I just want to read a little bit of it with um for you guys. So the myth is self-care is an all-day thing. But the fact is self-care can be something as small as taking deep breaths when you start to feel overwhelmed. There's this thing called the 448 technique. Like when I'm really stressed out sometimes, Raj and Junior, like Instead of just saying, you know, swear, swearing and saying a word I probably shouldn't be saying, I'll just like close my eyes, breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four, and then exhale for eight. And that is actually a great way to kind of recenter myself. Another myth about self-care is that it's expensive. The fact is regular sleep, practicing meditation, stretching, breathing, doing things that you enjoy, like roller skating, those are all forms of self-care when we really think about it. And the last one is the myth is self-care is optional. The fact is not establishing healthy habits and a regular self-care regimen can have detrimental effects on your health, both physical and mental. So I think, you know, now that we're starting to like really normalize the conversation around mental health and educate people, self-care looks different for everybody. Like what works for me won't work for Junior. What works for Raj may not work for me and vice versa. Like here are some cool self tips. Write a not to do list. We're so busy talking about what we mm. have to do. Like this weekend, why don't you write what I'm not gonna do? Because there might be certain people in your life that stress you out, certain things that stress you out, and you say, you know what? I'm just gonna take a break this weekend. I'm not gonna do certain things. Also, going for a walk is great. Netflix and chill. We know that's always good. I think I'd probably watch like everybody else everything on Netflix <laughs> during the pandemic. Um, listening to music is a great form of self-care. Um, it's been proven scientifically that music has very therapeutic effects on our mental health. Dancing. This one is one that I added in. Unfollowing negative people on social media. And we're going to get to a social media question um, in a few minutes. But that can actually have a really positive effect if you stop following people that are constantly putting negative images and comments on your page. Going to therapy if you need to. There's nothing wrong with therapy. That's one yeah. of the things that I love about um, your generation is normalizing this conversation and making therapy a part of their regular day. Um, taking a nap, that's always good. A lot of times I need to get a 10-minute power nap. That really helps. Creating a gratitude list, waking up in the morning, whether you believe in God or you pray to the universe, whatever it is, I think you should wake up from a place of gratitude and set your intentions for the day. Um, and that can go a really long way. So those are just some few tips at Silence of Shame that we wanted to give you guys. Um, but what does self-care look like for you, Junior? Um, I appreciate those tips. There's a lot of there's a lot of yeah. yeah. Thank you. But for me, uh, I'm I'm a big reader. I love okay. to read, and it helps me you know stay grounded and yep. I create that balance. Mm -hmm. um, also big on meditation. Um, there's a lot of amazing meditation apps. I really love Headspace. Uh, okay. You know, I think, but along with kind of like what you said with the gratitude list, uh, writing is something that helps me a lot too, whether it's mm -hmm. just journal, journaling or creative writing. Um, that's something that helps me stay grounded as well. I love that. There's another meditation app that I'd love for y'all maybe to check out at some point. Um, I'm not personally invested in it or anything. It's just something I learned about, but it's called Liberate. And it was designed um, by a person of color 
And it, it's designed to support Black, Indigenous, people of color on their path to healing by naming and offering resources for common cultural experiences like internalized racism and microaggressions, which is a lot, as we know, that's going on in society right now um, as it relates to racism and microaggressions. So that might be a cool app for you guys to check out as well. Yeah. All right, so liberate. I have another, yep, it's called Liberate. So um, I have another question uh, for you, Junior. Um, so many creatives are struggling at the moment, whether it's from the lack of inspiration, resources, income, and a variety of other factors. And I like to kind of um, shape it around grief and loss, because you know a lot of people have lost family members. But grief and loss does not necessarily have to be about losing a loved one. It can be symbolic losses, like I mentioned, loss of jobs, loss of funding um, for artists, uh, loss of the ability to tour, loss of being able to connect directly with their fans in person, although they can still connect virtually. What are some of the things that you've done, Junior, in the past to help your artists and staff stay motivated um, in the midst of adversity? And what have you been kind of telling them in the midst of this crisis? Um, really to focus on what they can control. You know, mm -hmm. I think in times of uncertainty, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in everything going on, you know, with the media and everything. Yeah. But I just try to reiterate the fact that, you know, we can still be creative. We can mm -hmm. still use the time to build with one another, with the team. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really just focusing on what we can use the time for productively. Um, I think helps a lot. It definitely helps me, um, Yeah. So, Raj, how do, how do you handle adversity or a crisis, whether it's, you know, something that's happening personally or, you know, things that are going on in the world? Like, how do you handle that? Well, I would say that um, in the past I've handled things wrong and I've, like, silenced a lot of stuff that I should, like, took it on. So, um, Can I just say that I applaud you for your honesty, though? I, I think that's, that's, like, to be commended, and so many people don't want to recognize some of the things that they did yeah. wrong in the past, so definitely salute King for that. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. It's, it was definitely a time for it because, you know, you're looking at yourself, like, certain things will happen, and then you, like, <laughs> you get to that same problem again down the road, and then it happened again, and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. And so, like, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like, I kind of slipped up and forgot what you said. No, no, it's okay. Like, how do you handle like certain problems, like an adversity, you know, with things in a crisis? Like, do you talk to your family members? You know, do you have like life coaches or like a family member, an uncle or a cousin that you go to? Like, what's the best way for you to handle things when you're having a tough day? You too. They got a lot of help up there for the problems that I didn't know that I had. Okay. Like, like certain things like just how to how I go about things or how I connect with women and how mm -hmm. like how like you know the subconscious mind like literally manifests the things that you that you like you you you, you don't got to think about something too hard you can manifest it so like that's right that's how like I choose to I don't really like talk to a lot of people except for like the therapist because I was I would think that I have it all together, but I get to get, a, get to a therapist and I read some books. You now I ask people around like if they can give me some books to read, mm -hmm. and um, then me just knowing that there's a better way of going about things. You know, every aspect. You know, I'm searching online because you know when it's time for it, it's time for it. You know, and if you That's don't right. do the work when it starts to get heavy. And you're just gonna go, you know. Yes. 
yes, yes. I say that all the time. Like, even for me, like, you know, it gets difficult um, at times. I feel like I'm doing this work around mental health. And, you know, we, we started doing the work before it was quote unquote popular and people weren't mm-hmm. really talking about it. And, and I had this like tug of war going on for me because like, you know, you, you guys may not know, like I was in the game almost 25 years and mm-hmm. there are times where I have these internal struggles and adversity, even in my own mind, where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Should I be really moving towards this work in mental health? But I still love music. And what I do is, you know, one of the things, you know, I pray, I talk to my pastor. Um, and for me, mm-hmm. it's not about necessarily your religion. It's just about your spiritual relationship. And and I think having a healthy spiritual relationship has been good for me. Also, um, I have certain people. I like to say my starting five, you know, just like on a basketball team. You can't start, you know, the game if you don't have five players on the court. But for me, I need five people in my corner that I can call no matter what. And sometimes you have to compartmentalize your friendships. Like certain friends, you know, some of your homeboys, you can get together and do certain things with. Then some of them, you know, you might not be able to do other things with. So the same thing applies in my circle of five. Like I try to get people that I know will respect me. Um, they won't judge me. And that a little bit more empathetic to my to what might be going on around me. So I encourage people from a wellness and self-care perspective, you know, find out who's your in your starting five. Like, who are those five people that you can go to or call on? In addition to, like, what you might see on YouTube or the books you're reading, you know, it's also important that we learn to stay connected as humans and especially as creatives because, you know, we're pouring out our hearts and souls, you know, you guys as artists and writers and, and you're trying to connect to people from an emotional perspective. So it's also important from a self-care perspective that you personally still have that emotional support and connection that you need and have from loved ones. So, you know, figure out who your starting five is and, and put those folks, you know, on speed dial so that you guys can really be there to support one another. Because even though states are starting to slowly reopen, we're trying to figure out what life looks like, right? Post COVID-19, although I think we're still in it in a lot of areas, um, we got to be able to have those people that we can call and trust and go to. Junior, you know, anything else you want to add to that or, you know, any trusted relationships? For sure. Uh, Well, my team is definitely my starting five in a lot of regards. Um, The the other founders at LVRM, but also the the rest of our team. We try to create a a family uh, environment, really, even with the artists and, and try to make it an extension of family. So, those are definitely people that are in my starting five. But yeah, you know, I try I try to tap in with my parents as much as possible. Um, people that I can trust to be real with me, honestly, yeah. because you don't always just need the um, you don't always just need the positive. Sometimes you need to be let you need people that let you know when you're looking at things the wrong way, or you know, to just give you a different perspective. Because, like, how many yes people do we have around, right? Even, like, as when I was an executive, like, I had people, I didn't know if they were trying to be around me because they wanted a job or because they really liked me or they were down with me or they were just constantly telling me yes. And to your point, Junior, like, we need people sometimes that can be like, no, like, I'm going to check you in a respectful way or I'm just going to give you another way to think about things, right? So the same yep. thing applies for our life, for self-care, and for wellness. You know, we need people that can kind of learn what I like to say, what is our love language for wellness? What is your love language for self-care? And you want your family members and friends, or, or whether it's your attorney or, you know, your agent, your touring agent, your booking agent, you want all of those people to be able to respect you and understand yeah. from a wellness perspective. So again, I love the 
the trend that's going on and hopefully you know it's not just a trend it's something that will permeate you know throughout music culture um and everything that you guys are doing because if nothing more this pandemic whether you are young old whether you're a musician or you're a doctor or whomever or a firefighter you know that we all can experience some level of anxiety and so i think it's allowing everybody to pay attention more to their feelings i always tell people like you got to be able to um first recognize what you're feeling and how you're feeling because every day is going to be different you know you might wake up and there's a different emotion and you're like hey where'd that come from or what is that emotion so first you have to recognize your feelings second you got to like acknowledge them right so you see that they're there but then you got to actually say okay this is something i'm experiencing this is real and then you have to learn how to process through them and that's the process of having self-care you know having healthy coping mechanisms you know, having the uh, psychological and wellness division, like you guys set up at LVRN, it, it's like a total package. Um, so it really is about, you know, protecting the mind, body, and soul and having people around you to support. So the next thing that I think is truly important um, from a self-care perspective is setting boundaries. How many times, and I'll go to you first, Junior, how many times as, you know, I'm sure as the C COO, or just as an executive in the game, or when you're dealing with colleagues from sister companies, parent companies, that sort of thing, where somebody might text you at like one in the morning, and, and that may be okay for you. But for some people, like, bro, I need to shut it down at 11 o'clock. Like, I, for my own personal sanity, like, I can't be on call 24-7. I know it's a little bit different when you own the company, and, it, and you're, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's your business, but for those of us, sometimes, you know, it's really important that we set up healthy boundaries, even for family members, right? And, and we'll go to you next, Raj. Like, when artists start making a lot of money, you know, family members, you know, they cross the lines, they blur the lines, there are no healthy boundaries, and the artists don't really have personal time anymore. So, Junior, what would you say um, about the importance of, of setting up personal boundaries as well as those for your artists? Yeah, for, for me personally, it's... I, I just try to be, to communicate when I need to unplug. I try to communicate as much as I can what calls I don't need to be on. Mm -hmm. Somebody else can handle them. I try yep. to communicate uh, yep. you know, what day of the week. We, we try to set Sundays as the day where we kind of, it's off, off limits day in terms of team calls and things of that nature. So, you know, it's really about communicating what you need to be your best self, yep. I've learned. And also, you know, from a, there's also like, so much distraction and you know in apps and in you know in our phones and our computers all that so it's like logging off of those things literally logging out of things yes. creating barriers between myself and you know these things that are made to really just like grab our attention at a split second so you know i really just try to create boundaries in that way and you know communicate and then also for the artists yeah we just try to we just try to build in time periods that are not about work so that you know, it's, it's kind of like you said before, the industry for so long has been all about who can work the most consecutive 24-hour days. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're just like, that's cool, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the most out of yourself, out of your artists. And so we just try to realize that and, and create, you know, structures that give them their own time. That's right. And and um, I mentioned that, you know, um, you know, I was in the game for a long time. When I was executive vice president at Universal Motown, it was in 2009. And I was at the top of my game. I was making almost a half million dollars a year. I had the corner office. 
all the bells and whistles. I had my sights on either maybe becoming a GM or I don't know, starting my own situation one day. But my body, I was so stressed out and I had not focused on setting boundaries. And it was so much going on that I developed uh, what's called cervical spinal stenosis. I literally was in a taxi one day in New York going up to Harlem. My entire right side went numb. Can you imagine like not being able to move your whole right side? It freaked me out. Of course, I went to the doctor and I found out that it was due to stress. And so, you know, again, I cannot encourage you guys more, whether you're an artist or a writer or, you know, you a roadie, or you, you know, touring, whatever you do, take time for yourself. Because the one thing that's for sure is if God forbid something was to happen to us, those jobs would get filled again right? The work goes on. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not blaming the industry um, in terms of why I decided to quit and walk away. Cause I feel like God had just had a different vision for me. I think this work that I'm doing now around mental health and wellness is probably one of my uh, most important things that I'll ever do. But at the same time, I think I would have had um, better experiences in the entertainment industry, especially when I was like at the top of my game, had I really focused more on myself. Uh, Raj, what do you think about setting boundaries? You know, what does that mean to you? Is it important to you? Yes, setting boundaries is important to me. Um, you know, you let you let something go down once, you lose yourself, you know. So um, I try to keep on top of the things that I see on social media, the things that I, like, take from social media. Even, even with seeing these people get, like, killed straight on social media, like, I can't because that'll take me and mess me up for a whole week mm. so stuff like that you know just you know keep healthy boundaries you know mm. I, ain't, I ain't i ain't like entertaining all like the new people coming my way i entertain just text but i know i know what you know where they come from some nine times out of ten like i've seen a whole bunch of craziness and i'm like okay i gotta feed into that you know you already <laughs> great at that so um good for you, know, you. yeah it's definitely different um, um, the boundaries are everything, though, because if you don't set boundaries, you let people cross you, or you end up crossing yourself. And um, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, rewind, rewind, bring that beat back. Say that again. What did you say? That, um, you could either you can end up you can end up getting crossed by not having boundaries, or you can either end up crossing yourself. And it really starts with you. Yes. Because once you start to cross yourself, then you go and meet somebody, or then you go and do some business with you. You. You over here eating in this restaurant, and you know you ain't supposed to be there. It's just you know you gotta have you gotta have boundaries for yourself. It's a you know like you go to listen to teachers and stuff, but you can also show yourself still the ropes and stuff. So it's it's good to have boundaries. I love that, boy. Y'all dropping gems on here today. I hope everybody is watching that you're taking notes. Or I know I think this is going to be recorded. Hopefully, SoundCloud will send out some of these bites because it's so important. And for me, uh, I didn't coin this phrase, but there's one thing that I love that I wish I had learned a little bit more early on is no is a complete sentence. You ain't got to tell everybody yes all the time. You cannot be everything to everybody. Even from a scheduling perspective, I'll just say this, and, and you know, Junior might cut me off, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. But, like, as an artist, like, you can only do what you can do that day, right? And I know it's different when you got an album coming out, you got the tour, and your schedule is going to be hectic. That, that comes with the territory. But at the same time, there's sometimes, like, emotionally, if you're really stressed out, you got to protect your mind 
right? And your spirit so that you don't get to a point where you have an emotional breakdown. And I'm not saying you specifically, Raj, but just artists in general. Even as an executive, like there were times where I felt like, you know, I just couldn't keep up and I didn't even realize maybe just taking one day off, giving myself time to refresh and recharge, you know, would have been good for me. So, you know, you got to protect your your space, you got to protect your peace and you got to protect your boundaries. Super important, super important. So, Junior, I'm going to go to you next. Um, how important do you think self-care and wellness will be post-COVID-19? Like, are you? I, I'm sure you guys are, you know, starting to kind of figure out what, everything looks like moving forward for the artists and for the structure, um, even of your staff being able to come back into the office. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think it's crazy because we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. When all right. So that's the crazy part about it. So it's like, you know, for a lot of people, the realities are, are already hitting in terms of losing jobs. Um, you know, just things just beyond their control happening. So I think, when all this is over, we're, we're, we're still going to be dealing with a lot of that. And mm-hmm. I think in that from an economic and, you know, and standpoint on people's personal lives. And I think what I hope happens is I hope people are able to use this time that they've had to, you know, more time than they, that they've had with themselves, hopefully, if they're distancing or whatever. But mm-hmm. hopefully they've found resources or ways that they can, things that they can apply in their own lives to, to deal with some of that, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we don't know how long the effects of this is going to be. It could be, I, you know, I, I come from a touring background. Okay. We don't know what 2020 is going to look like. We don't know. If it's going to know. So it's like, there's, there's whole industries that it could be years before they recover. So I hope people are just learning what works for them to deal with those things. Now with you guys having your new, um, you know, therapists and wellness team on board, are you going to be doing, you know, virtual sessions or, you know, retreats for your staff as you guys and the artists as you kind of process through this? One of the things that I loved about LaFace when I worked there in the 90s, yep, OG talking again, <laughs> like when I was working at Outcast and Goody Mob and all those cool artists, um, we did retreats, you know, like every year, every other year, <clears throat> and that was a great way to kind of recharge, like, are you guys have any stuff planned, even if they're virtual for your team? your artist yeah we um actually malia who you mentioned earlier um we've been trying to put together a retreat we were going to do it for this year but obviously things are different but um right but we're going to try to put together a jamaican trip for this year well nice how to do it last year we we uh we did like a small retreat to, to greece that was really amazing um wow. so yeah we're, we're going to try to do those things and, and, and we're offering uh some of the one of the resources we're offering is sessions um, with licensed therapists and things of that nature to help while we're in quarantine. So hopefully we get to a point where we can do those retreats though. So that's that great. That, that's dope. All right. So I, I, I want to ask you guys, like, like for me, um, the isolation kind of has been a lot um, just being away from people. Um, and, you know, I live alone, although I have family that, you know, come see me periodically and stay over. But the isolation can be really tough, especially for artists and creatives. Um, you guys have any thoughts on, you know, what you guys have been able to do just in terms of getting out or anybody, any artists that are isolated? You know, what would you say to them? We'll start with you, Raj. So advice I would have for somebody who's, like, isolated right now and an artist, you know, come from my perspective, 
the isolation is a good thing. You gotta look at the isolation as a good thing. Cause so finding the positive and the negative. Yeah, first. Because if you don't find the positive and the negative right now, this is a time for everybody in the US to like wake up, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you don't like find yourself in this isolation mm-hmm. and you come out, everybody Uh oh, I think we froze again. Junior, you want to jump in real quick? Yeah, I'm Roger's making an amazing point. Right, yeah. And it's like Oh, we lost you for a second, but go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Oh. You say finding yourself in the isolation. Yeah, so finding yourself in the isolation is, like, mandatory because, like, once you come out of the isolation, like, all you're going to have is yourself, literally. Now, if you're, if you're, if you're, all you're going to have is yourself, like, in the midst of everybody where they need you to be yourself in order for you, for the collective to, like, succeed, you know, it's going to, they're going to see that you're not yourself and they're just going to be like, uh, and that, like, the isolation is for, you need to come in, see how everything's supposed to run, see how you are without contact with people, see how you are under the circumstances of the world pandemic. It's needed, you know, because, shoot, isolation also brought with it a lot of things that, like, like even with the COVID-19, you see, like, people getting out of jail for that. Like, time, times is literally changing, and it, Everything's changing. You have to change with the times. Like that's all that isolation is for. Like when when you go to boot camp, it's isolation for you to change. When you go to a uh, flight, uh, you learn how to be a pilot. Is uh, you? I don't know if you get isolated, but just learning that newness and mm. and having to lock in and hone in, like it's needed for you to be able to do what you got. To do. So the isolation is it. You got to look. Once you see it as a good thing, you probably got to like forgive yourself for the way that you've been acting towards yourself recently because. If you're not mm. if you're not learning in isolation, you're gonna learn either this year or the years to come. It's best that you're learning now in this isolation. It's I things that, that's go ahead, I'm sorry. Things, it's things that it's, it's things that it's ways that you've built your life up. And you might need the isolation to break or see past those those things, but like isolation is the best thing that happened. I actually did a lot in isolation. <laughs> So I want to thank you for that perspective because I've been doing a lot of these talks all month and, you know, oftentimes we kind of focus on the negative, but there's this notion of post-traumatic growth disorder, right, as opposed to stress disorder. And so being able to grow, um, being able to plant new seeds, being able to manifest new things in your life, being able to learn again who you are, recapture your spirit, your mind, everything you're going through. So I really love that you've been able to, to find, right? the positive out of this and, and grow from the isolation. Junior, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I, I love that point. Legit. It's, it's, it's yeah. it, I think it goes back to, you know, focusing on what you can control because you can control how you look at the situation, the current situation. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's an amazing book um, that I've read. One of my favorites is called The Obstacle of the Way by Ryan Holiday. What's it called? The Obstacle is the Way. The obstacle is the way. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's it's basically about reframing our view of negative situations and looking for the opportunities in them, the opportunities to grow, the opportunities to, you know, like Raj said, spend time learning new things. And so, you know, I I think that's a, such an important thing because that's the one thing in situations where we don't know what's going to happen that we can kind of take into our own hands and and uh, and influence. 
And I don't want to make it sound like, you know, everybody is just has all the time in the world now to just, you know, to spend on self-improvement and shit. Like people have real concerns and they might be dealing with the effects of that mentally. But like Robert said, I think, you know, you can forgive yourself for, for being hard on yourself. You can, and, 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 and you can take it little by little and you can just, just look for the one opportunity, look for the one, uh, thing that you can do now that you wouldn't have necessarily had the time to do when you had to go to work every day. So I think that's an amazing point that you guys Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. Um, incredible, incredible um, perspectives there. For me, I, you know, was a little bit obviously stressed out like everybody else when this thing first started. Uh, I speak, I'm a paid speaker, so I speak to corporations and record companies all around the world now sharing my story around emotional health and wellness. And of course, I was like, how am I going to get to the bag? (laughs) You know, my gigs have been canceled, you know, and then the isolation was getting to me. My sister passed away last year unexpectedly. And so that's been really, really difficult being here without her, even through this pandemic. And I just had to like stop one day, right? And I found peace being still. And I found peace in the quietness of, of what was going on. And so I try to take time every single day to like, turn off the phone, turn off the TV. I don't have music going and I'm just kind of sitting there in my peace. And that's when I actually um, started, I, I had a lot of great ideas swirling and I started this new platform called Yeah Wellness, which is um, on one of my other social platforms. And I interview celebrities now. I do wellness check-ins almost every day. And you know, I've had the pleasure of talking to people like Common and Swiss Beats and G Herbo and you know, football players and NBA players and no, I feel like I'm creating a niche for myself. And who knows, maybe this will turn into my own show one day and I can be the young love of this generation, right? Mm-hmm. Helping, you know, creatives and, and artists. And But I had to sit through that. My point is I had to be uncomfortable in the moment where I was and I had to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and sit there and figure out what the lessons was, to your point, you know, how the obstacles that I was experiencing actually could be the way for my future, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how the, the, the isolation... Um, to Raj's point, you know, was the way for me to find myself and to kind of find what else, you know, am I really supposed to be doing through all of this? In addition to being the executive director and running this, I would like to think an amazing organization trying to erase stigma. Um, But I have some other goals, right? I have some other dreams and goals and things that I want to do. And so now I, I ended up like, getting the website for Yeah Wellness and I made it my LLC and now I'm coming out with merch and, you know, all around wellness. And so like, it's actually been a beautiful thing that was birthed out of this pain um, from the Mm -hmm. pandemic. So I would just urge any creatives, you know, even from a self-care perspective, like sit with yourself, allow yourself to embrace the stillness and the quiet and the isolation. Um, And we know um, to Junior's point, there are some people who are just, you know, barely getting up in the morning, you know, struggling to pay their rent from month to month. And so we definitely, um, our hearts, you know, are with you. We're not saying that this is something easy and that it, you know, still may be, you know, tough for many, you know, months down the line or years to come. But we have to find ways to have healthy coping mechanisms, healthy, healthy coping mechanisms as we process through all this. That's why this topic the art of self-care is so important. We have to make sure that we're doing what we can to protect our minds and protect our spirits and protect our peace and protect our creative energy, right? Um, as musicians and collectives. So extremely important. Uh, we only have about 15 minutes left. So I have a couple quick questions for you guys, but this has been awesome so far. I hope everybody who's tuned in to the art of self-care 
we're talking to Junior, we're talking to young Raj, um, these incredible young men from LVRN about emotional health and wellness. So my next question is, we all know social media can oftentimes add to our stress and anxiety, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out on things, comparing ourselves constantly to other people's lives or their pages. I like to call it, you know, highlight reels, looking at, you know, only the good stuff that people are sharing. What are some of your approaches um, around social media? Um, both of you guys, how do you unplug and break away? Or even Raj, how do you deal with trolls? Um, we'll start with you, Raj. Trolls, I deal with them. Yeah, it's just nothing but an LOL that they get. Because it's really funny. Because I know how genuine I am. And I know, like, if they knew me, if they didn't know that I rap and all that, they would probably, like, be my good good friend. So I just let them, you know, they hurt people, hurt people. So if you want to say something yeah. under my comments, it's LOL. It's not going to hurt me. Like, no doubt. Now, I know I understand that people people go through that. And, um, you know, if they only knew that hurt people, hurt people, then they would see that they're, like, one and the same. And then they, yeah, like, could give them some, like, oh, well, you, you're doing that because you, like, you, you don't know how to, like, handle this and you don't know how to handle seeing me do this and that. And it's just, like, like, I lost my train of thought. My bad about that. No, no, it's dope. Keep going. Look, like, you were just saying, we hurt people hurting people. And, you know, don't just, you can't let it affect you all the time, you know, because people are going to be mad, but they can't impose that on you and your spirit and even bring that to your page, right? Yeah. So it's basically, like, you, like, I don't know, the trolls, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm blind to that. Like, probably, it's probably gonna hit me one day. Mm-hmm. But um, I but haven't I think, seen. No, anything. that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, cause I see it. Like, I see people saying like, "Oh man, oh, this dude trash." Oh, is it? And I probably shouldn't, but I just like it. My LOL. And cause it's like they'll end up messing with me after that. Like, yeah, I, I don't, no I don't feed into it. Me either. You know what I do? I block people. I'm so quick to block you. I yeah. love all the great features that all these platforms have. You can block people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can unfollow them. Um, but certainly, do you know, don't let them, you know, bother you. Because what I've found is most people that are acting out, right, it all comes back to mental health and emotional health and wellness. Because yeah. like you said, hurt people hurt people. And so yeah. it's probably they're, they're imposing, you know, their frustration or their anger or their anxiety onto you. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, the comments they make, it ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's all about them, right? So I'm glad that you aren't, you know, really phased by it and that you still go, go on to be your best self. Uh, Junior, what would you say to that? Um. Well, to the first part of your question, you know, I'm... I don't experience a ton of internet trolls, but I, I am addicted to the internet, like, okay. the, like the majority of us. And I think for me, it's it helps me to put literal boundaries in in my way where mm-hmm. I can't. So, for example, right um, with Instagram, I you know I I love Instagram like the rest of us, but I will literally when it's time for me to not be on Instagram, I will literally log out of my profile so that. When, whenever my muscle memory forces me to go to the app, like it will in five minutes, there just mm-hmm. won't be nothing for me to see. And I'll be like, oh, okay, shit, I'm not supposed to be on here right now. Mm-hmm. Let me come back to what I'm doing. Um, things like that. And honestly, you know, to, to Raj's point, yeah, like the, the internet is set up in such a way that people can, people literally just can just spew out reflections of how they feel about themselves. 
and you know, and kind of be checked about it. So I think, Roz, I think that's amazing that, you know, I think artists looking at it like that and, you know, kind of setting the, the precedent of like, I know who I am, so it doesn't really matter what you're talking about is. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously a lot of people are dealing with anxiety right now and they, you know, may not be taking care of themselves and, and practicing self-care like we've been discussing this past hour. Uh, what advice would either one of you give to like a family member or friend that may be, you know, struggling or even an artist, you know, that can't sleep at night, you know, what, what would you say to them right now? Um, I would say, you know, start by just listening and being a friend, you know, start there because a lot of times that's the thing that that person needs the most I found. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then from there, you know, do your best to, to seek help, whether that's talking to people that, um, talking to people around, letting other people around that person know, mm -hmm. um, seeking out therapy, giving them different tools that might work for you. You know, I put so many people on a meditation just because I know what it's done for me, things like that. But I think if you start simple by just listening to people and, um, and just being a friend, I think that goes a long way. Agree 100%. Raj, what would you, young Raj, what would you say? Can you repeat that question again, please? Like if you have a family member or a friend or if you know another artist, you know, one of your buddies that's a singer or a rapper that might be struggling or dealing with anxiety right now, what, what advice would you give to them? I mean, the advice that I would give to like somebody that I knew struggling right now is that like you're 30 seconds away or like two days away from like, you'll come up. Yeah, and you don't know that, you know, and that's what it'd be nine times out of 10. Or you're like a few minutes away from a better circumstance in your head. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't like rush your mind into thinking how to solve things, you know, just living in now. Because like, you can't change nothing. Nothing can, you can't change nothing right now. You can like make advances for it to manifest for you. But like, in the long run, just just know that it's gonna be okay, and you're usually like thirty seconds away from the come up. Like word, absolutely word. And once you, because once you're complacent, all right. If you get complacent and you just happen to like do something good, you're not gonna have what it takes, and then you're gonna get sidetracked by all the things that come with it. So like mm -hmm. with that, you like just that like. If you would have been prepared the whole time, you would have like easily went through it. But nine times ten, most of these people ain't prepared. So they're getting to where they want to be, but they don't know how to boo boo. So that's where the stress comes in at. And then like, you know, you're here, keep going. Like you, I'm telling you, like, if nobody if you're if you don't know out there, you're like two days away from the come up. Or at least something that'll lead you to uh an answer as to what you want to do with your life. And speaking of the come up, I, I, I would be remiss if I did not. Let's talk about your new single real quick. I mean, you got an album coming. Like, I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. You want to just tell us anything really quickly about the new project? Um, a new project coming out soon. Um, I got a new track that's going to be on a project called Bullshit. And it's dropping in, in um, next month in June. And, um... Yeah, that's that's project is like a little piece of me and my heart and like like on the road I just dropped a video for 
And um, it's like, it's a story about how, like, how I'm so close, but yet so far away from the one I love. So I just know that if you check it out, you're going to like it. And um, yeah, projects dropping soon, you know, more vibes coming soon. Amazing. Yeah. That's good stuff. And, and Junior, the last question I kind of want to dig into, and then I'll let you guys give your final thoughts. Um, how do we break some of our bad digital habits, right? We, we know that we have this thing called the smartphone that we can't live without, right? And we have amazing platforms like SoundCloud, like Twitch, and we got to stay informed, right? We want to make sure our music is up and we're promoting to our fans and that we're doing everything we have to do. But there are some people who do have, you know, unhealthy digital habits for their emotional health and wellness. Like, what are some tips that you either tell your staff or yourself or your artists um, just around, you know, the digital habits and, and how that can, you know, lead to uh, stress and anxiety? Um. Well, first thing I'll say is there, for anybody looking for, you know, a book to read, a good book to read, there's a book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Okay, wait a minute. Can I just say, you are dropping all the gems on the books. We don't need you to, like, email us all these great books that you're reading. For sure, for sure. Um, it's an amazing one. It's, um, it's, it, it deals with, with literally that and just you know, how addicted we are to our smartphones, our laptops, you know, mm -hmm. We have a million different screens in front of us at all times and um and how those things are set up to grab our attention so you know what i do is you have to realize that while there's a ton of different things to grab our attention and to distract us at, at, the, at the drop of a dime yep. there's also amazing resources on the phones to help you combat that so That's there's right. things that you know can limit the time that you spend on certain apps there's um you know apple has a feature <laughs> where it'll tell you how much time you spent on you know, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Uh, there's to-do list apps to to help you organize what you what you're trying to get done, your goals. And so I utilize a ton of those th different things. I, I have a million different to-do apps. Um, you know, I physically, like I said before, will log out of distracting situations um, so that when muscle memory forces me to go back to it, it's just a reminder that. That's not what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. so I just try to be really intentional and really like kind of, yeah, just really intentional about putting things in my way. Yeah. Myself in those screen, in the screen, you know, when I'm trying to focus on something. Amazing. So I want to also give you guys some resources from a mental health self-care perspective. As I mentioned, I'm the founder and executive director of Silence to Shame. We are an organization that exists to empower and educate communities around mental health. We do a lot of webinars, a lot of community conversations. We interview a lot of everyday people, a lot of celebrities, a lot of athletes. Uh, we are the official charitable partner for the NFL Players Association. Um, we've done work with Sony ATV, Sony Music. Um, so many other uh, record companies, hopefully LBRN soon. Uh, we'd love to partner up and do something with you guys. Um, so check us out at www.silenceashamed.com. We also have a podcast on, on SoundCloud with over 30 episodes up. Um, and if you are in crisis, um, and this is not to replace therapy, <clears throat> but if you know anybody that's in crisis, you can actually text the word silence to 741-741 and immediately be connected with a crisis counselor and they can help de-escalate the situation and then refer you to a clinician in your area. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's confidential. That is extremely important. If you are thinking about finding a therapist, there are some great uh, websites you can visit. You can go to NAMI, N-A-M-I dot O-R-G, 
put in your zip code and find someone in your area. You can go to betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help.com. You can go to psychologytoday.com. All of those are really great uh, sites for finding therapists. Um, also, again, two of the books that Junior mentioned was The Obstacle is the Way or Digital Minimalism. Those are great. Some really cool apps that I like are Headspace, Insight Timer, Calm, Smiling Mind. I also mentioned the one Liberate. Um, and, and Silence to Shame, we've done some great uh, community conversations in the past. So you can visit our page um, on YouTube at Silence to Shame TV. Follow us on socials at Silence of Shame. You can follow me at Shanti Das 404. This has been such an incredible conversation with the two of you guys. Um, I got this opportunity yesterday, and I'm just so grateful to the team at SoundCloud um, for having me on to talk to you all. I'm just so proud of you guys, and, and I just wish you nothing but success you know, the best emotional health and wellness possible. Uh, what are your, we have two minutes left in 30 seconds or less. Uh, we'll let R young Raj go first. What would you like to say as a final goodbye? And then junior. Um, you know, life, it has its ups and downs and what would it be without it? You know, so don't get discouraged and you can always turn your life around if you get some therapy. Don't, don't, don't get discouraged and let people tell you that therapy ain't cool. Therapy is the way to go when you have, things that you need to handle with yourself. That's right, Young King. Therapy is good. Yes, it is. And my other Young King, Junior, what would you say? Yeah, um, number one, Shanti, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, thank you. And I've wanted to talk to you about everything that you've been doing for a minute, so I'm glad we got to kind of start here. Um, but yeah, I mean, for us, I think my takeaway is at LVRN, we are just trying to we're, we're learning just like everybody else is. And we're trying to like take the steps, to figure out how to best, you know, provide support to our team and to our artists. And we, we think it's something that's important. And we also like, you know, I realized that it's something that's important to a lot of different people like yourself, you know? And so, you know, I think the more that we can kind of communicate and build off of what one another are doing and, you know, just kind of have an open mind and just try shit. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're committed to just, you know, trying to learn and just and try things and, and, you know, taking steps over time to do our part. Dope, dope. So again, let's give it up for Junior. Let's give it up for Young Raj. This is the Art of Self-Care. I'm Shanti Das, your moderator. Take care of yourself. Thank Make you. sure self-care is a part of your daily regimen. And let's continue to silence the shame. Peace out.